Welcome to the Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Hello, hello, everybody. Long time no here, but I am here. So let's get to it. It's Married at First Sight, Season 11, Episode 14, Stranger Spouse. Okay. So now they're still going through the whole like quarantine stuff, but it, but the production has uh, resumed. So they're like, all right, let's get it going. So now it's uh, two weeks, 14 days until decision day. So decision day is when all the couples, all the remaining couples, and we'll get to that. All the remaining couples will decide if they would like to stay married or get a divorce. All right, so here we go. So speaking of the remaining couples, <laughs> the ones that are not remaining are Olivia and Brett. So they're done. The last episode that I talked about, they pretty much, well, Brett pretty much called it quits and he was done. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out. So uh, what's it called? So Amani comes over to help Olivia pack. And Olivia says she puts, you know, she put all, she put in her all into this marriage and all this stuff. And it's like, mm, did you though? Because last time I went on like a two, three minute rant talking about the things that, the the two important things that you didn't do that you thought you did, but you actually didn't, <laughs> you know? And those two things were uh, going to his house to... Uh, just see because at that and this was the this is the crazy part about um this season because like i said because of the quarantine it overextended the time that these couples would have not would have stayed with each other but would have dealt with each other because decision day would have been months ago so maybe months ago Olivia and Brett would have said yes to each other and probably would have stayed married. Or maybe eventually they would divorce later because now the camera's not in front of them and, and, and all that stuff and they would get used to each other, blah, blah, blah. But now, this was the point where Olivia was, you know, Brett was saying, hey, um, I am going to say yes to you, so let's figure out where we're going to live. I mean, not even where we're going to live, because he just assumed that they were going to live at his house because he owns his house. So he wanted her to come over, see how it is, check it out, see where she would put her things and all that good stuff, and she never did. She had a whole week off of work for whatever reason. I think it was because of coronavirus. And she never did. She never went to the house because we all know why she didn't go to the house because she didn't want to live there. She always hated her house, his house. She either wanted to live in her grandma house um, or just another place entirely. So she probably would have wanted, wanted him to give up his house and go live somewhere else where he would have been like, um, no, I, I worked hard for this house. And I'm going to stay in it. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but yeah, so she didn't She didn't do that. She didn't try to see what was up with him in the house and all that stuff. And the other thing was that she never really, not never really, I shouldn't say never. What did they say? You should never, you should never use never and always because that's not true. So usually, <laughs> so um, usually she would want her, she would want Brett to get into her stuff because she wanted him to fit in her life, not realizing that marriage goes both ways and that you would need to do his stuff as well. So she, Every, I don't know, every Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever, at least every week, she wanted to have him hang out with her friends and go on um, trivia night. 
you know, let's go trivia night, trivia night, trivia night. And we've seen the trivia night episode, and it was horrible. Um, that's not trivia. I don't care who you are. Um, that that was not trivia. So I side with Brett on that end. If it was like regular trivia, fine. But all the friends were like, "Come on, Brett, let help us." Well, why don't you like do something? And he's like, "Yo, one, get off my dick. Two, this ain't trivia. Sorry, <laughs> I can't help you. I'm not gonna be your uh." entertainer because i'm the new person so you can see if i'm good enough or whatever and i respect i respect brett for that she's like oh my god he's not fitting into my lifestyle i'm not gonna give up trivia night i'm not gonna give up my lifestyle so it's like she she didn't want to give way to her lifestyle and her and the parameters and the boundaries that she has on her own life and that's kind of messed up because marriage is all about compromise I mean, I'm not saying everything needs to be compromised, but again, I'll go back to that comment that I saw on Twitter a long time ago where it was like someone was saying that Olivia doesn't want a husband. She she wanted a she wanted a thing where it was like she wanted just an, another ingredient in her life, you know, add man and stir. That was it. She didn't want to she didn't want to wave or, or, or nothing from her life what she wanted to do was go to the games go traveling have wine all those things and she wanted a partner to go with so what she, so essentially what she should have got was a gay bestie because she wasn't even intimate either they they never had sex she never initiated sex she hates being touched so what she needed was a gay bestie that's what she should have gotten uh, so I don't know why she's like, oh, I want to get married. Married for what? You completely disavowed Brett's feelings, uh, accomplishments, everything. All you just wanted was a male body to be next to you to do these activities. So you should have gotten yourself a gay bestie. That's what you were missing. That's what you should have got. And then you would have been straight. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! I just made a joke. <laughs> Get it, gay straight there. Anyway, but um, yeah, that's what that's what she 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 got, and she would have been fine, you know. But anyway, so yeah, she didn't want to change her lifestyle or budget nothing. So there you go. That's why you're not married now. Well, I'm not married now. That's why you're, I don't know what she is now. I I didn't get to any. I didn't obviously I didn't get to the final episode and I don't know what she's doing right now. But anyway, she's uh yeah, she's um she she ain't married right now <laughs> pertaining to the show. But anyway, um so she says uh let me see. She says uh I got married at first sight because I wanted to take a chance on love and i was hoping that i would find the man that's meant for me and someone to sh- and someone to start a life with and unfortunately it's not panning out in my favor yeah so yeah with with that with that message it kind of gives me well she gave me uh, a courtney vibe from season one i don't know if anybody remembers her but uh yeah so amani and Olivia packing all her stuff and everything's being packed up and Amani goes, Amani finds the, you know, the treasure trove of the one, one month anniversary uh, bag or box with the wedding album, the vows and all that stuff. And she says, do you want to keep your vows? And she says, those vows are meaningless. And I mean, yeah, they're meaningless now, but I mean, before... You were saying all this stuff. I wish I wish I went back to see what your vows were and if you kept them because that's what you wanted. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't necessarily feel bad for her. And again, it, it sucks because she was my boo of the show. And throughout the season, I started liking her less and less because... I felt that she really didn't want to. I mean, she was in it, but I don't know. Like she, she really wanted somebody to cater in her life, as opposed to 
build this new life with a person. It it just seemed it just seems as if she just wanted an extra I don't know. It was like if a dog it, it was like if she well, she had cats. But but like I don't know, if if the if her cats could talk and they were like anthropomorph anthropomorphic, she'd be fine. She'd be great. <laughs> she'd be good too. She didn't need a man. She just needed like a person. She didn't want a husband. She just wanted a travel partner. You know? Uh that's how I feel. But I don't know. And that's how I feel and that's how I saw from what the show has shown me. Of course, all the cassette, all the contestants are going to be, well, they showed a lot of stuff that you didn't see. Fair. Absolutely fair. But after, what is this, 14 episodes? Sure, I can't peg you to be this person, but at the same time, it's like, come on. I, I've, seen an, I've seen a lot of One Direction, and it seems like not that this is who you are, but, I mean, I don't like the direction that you're going. <laughs> you know, I, like, I really did like her at the beginning. She was really sweet. I was like, oh, man, I hope I hope uh, things go well with her. But mm, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't like her decision-making and the, and the indecisions that she tried to do. And she always tried to psychoanalyze Brett as opposed to just talking to him. You know, she, she, I don't know, she, she dealt with things very, not motherly as in warm, caring, and nurturing, but like a scolding mom or like a teacher. And it's like, why are you talking in this condescending manner? Um, I don't know. It, it, it sounds, it sounds like she was reading from a book sometimes like how, like how to read somebody like this is how you read them. And that's how I felt. That's how she was. Uh, she approached every situation. Granted, granted, granted. Yes, I'm bashing Olivia right now, but Brett did kind of make it difficult by being an ass and being sarcastic. That's his uh, Achilles heel. Not his Achilles heel. That's his um, his forte or mo, and that needs to stop. But again, I believe that's a coping mechanism and a defense uh, thing that he does but yeah uh yeah olivia did not did not do well for me this time but anyway go to henry and christina so henry recounts christina's stories and also has a flashback of christina saying that she likes to uh create flamboyant lies and it's like okay so Christina, well, I mean, I've known since like episode two that Christina is a bitch, but it's like, okay, thank you. You have it documented. Awesome. Because she's coming up with lies saying that Henry's gay and all this stuff. It's like, come on, that's that's not cool. Just 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 because you're not getting somewhere with this guy doesn't mean you need to emasculate him now and emasculate him to the point where now you are disrespecting an entire community just because you're not getting your way that's messed up oh you know he doesn't like me he doesn't think i'm sexy oh he must be gay like no no (laughs) he sees that you're a liar (laughs) a habitual liar and you're whack you're garbage you're trash you're homeless you you lie about where you live. You're a liar. What? Why is there? Why why do I need to be gay? <laughs> you know, that's just messed up. I don't know. Christina is a Christina is special. She's something else. She is something else. Okay, so um, now it they go to thirteen days until uh decision day. Um, so they again uh, not that quarantine has been lifted but I started again and they the production crew have decided to have the couples go on a couples retreat sanctioned 
COVID free testing and all that stuff. So they can go there. It, it, it's fine. So they go there. Um, let's see what's written here. So the first is Miles. Um, yeah, Miles wants to get away because, again, he's still going back and forth about how he's going to feel about this issue day because, you know, it's Karen. So, um, and he's like, oh, a couple's retreat. How do you feel about that? And she says, oh, I wish it was a better time. And uh, she's, it's because at that time, you know, of course, the riots and the protests and she says because of the riots and the protests and now that i'm married to a black man things are uh um things are uh tense for her and this gets on my nerves because um now she's saying and this this could be me so i apologize but i'm gonna go in right now so i don't like how she's and i'm not saying that karen is opportunistic i believe her feelings are genuine but also that they're misguided because i don't like the fact that because at you know at the time of the recording of them you know the protests the black lives matter things it it's 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 arising and she's talking about that now that she's married to a black man, you know, things are things are tense and she feels some type of way. But Karen, you gave two shits about Miles throughout this whole time. And now that you realize that he's a black man, now it's like, oh, oh, I, I, I care for him now. Like this is my husband, you know, I need to, I need to look out for him, because they're killing our brothers, you know, they're killing our men, no bitch, okay, Miles was Miles before you saw him as black man, quote unquote, he was a person, he wasn't a statistic for you, so yes, the, the tragedies that happened with everybody, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, I believe that was his name, the one that got killed by those two white guys just because he was jogging, you know, that dude. Um, uh, don't put Miles in that realm, even though, yes, he is a black man, but don't put him in that realm to big up his importance in your life to you because, again, he was Miles before he was a black man okay he was miles before black lives matter he was miles before george floyd okay you should have cared about miles as miles as a human as a person as a persona as a character he miles doesn't whittle down to black man i'm sure and i can't speak for for him but for me because I'm a black man, I am more than my race. I am more than my color, okay? And you shouldn't peg me. Better, You know what? Better example. When I die, I don't want my grave to say, Martini Jean, black man, okay? Because if, if that's all that I am, then... How am I special? Because guess what? My dad's black. My mom's black. My family's black. So if you if we all died at the same time or something, you'll see all these tombstones that say black man or black woman. How am I special? No. Martini Jean. Nurturer. Empath. Podcaster. Writer. Author. You know? not humanitarian but a human being you know somebody who cares i am more than the color of my skin always 
Always. All right. And I don't like how Karen is using this opportunity to big up Miles because, oh, he's a black man. I need to watch him. I need to watch out for him. No, you don't need to do you don't need to do that. Don't look at him that way. Open your eyes. He was Miles before he was a black man. Okay, that's fucked up. Now he's important to you because he 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 fits this he fits what's going on in society like i wonder how she feels about him now because it's died down of course racism is going to be always going to be here cops are always going to beat up black people okay that that's just what it is but like it, it's not gonna well it isn't as tense at as she is experiencing it right now because those riots and those protests were insane right but they've died down we don't have those protests. We don't have those riots anymore. I mean, it's 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 quelled. So what? So what now? Have you reverted back to? Well, he's just miles again. He's 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 still trying to be funny. He's still trying to court me. He's still trying to um make me the center of his world. He still loves me. Ugh, this guy sucks. Where's that? Where's that last guy who had a whole baby on me? Uh, you know, I, I like him. You know, is your feeling, has your feelings reverted back to that? You know, I, I don't like that. That unnerves me. I don't like that at all. That really got me angry when now Miles is all of a sudden of importance to her because of what's going on right now. I mean, it, it. It would be nice if, yeah, if those, if the, if things that were going on with the George Floyd stuff and Maude Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor made her realize like, whoa, you know what? I'm bugging out. This is a great guy and I should be more attentive to him because I can't, you know, I might not find this someplace else or something is good or whatever. You know, but the fact that you're tying in the the color of his, of his race, like, oh, he's a black man now, and oh, I need to, I can't, you know, I can't stray away, you know, I need to, I need to be there for my brothers, and all that stuff. It's like, yo, calm that, calm that down, all right? <sighs> I don't know. I'm sorry. That just really gets me agitated. When 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 I saw that, it was it was stupid sorry that was dumb if you want to get at me at that and think i'm out of line by all means but you're not changing my mind <laughs> sorry not happening but um anyway so uh, christina gives a speech about missing olivia and uh brett because they're not there oh because yeah everybody's at the um i'll call it the mess hall but because they're all in the same uh, resort, obviously. The the couple's retreat, and now they're all cooking and, and all that stuff. And then they finally got together to start eating. And Christina is talking about how they were robbed of this opportunity. And, I mean, they really weren't robbed of the opportunity. Brett and Olivia called it quits, and they weren't going to wait for a decision to, to make that decision they were done now <laughs> you know so they left out of their own volition and same same thing with uh it reminded me of last season with zach and mindy season 10 they had well zach had a much more no not zach mindy had a much more terrible experience because zach at the beginning zach thought he liked her but then they never moved into the apartment with each other. I mean, she moved, but he stayed at her. He stayed at his own house and he didn't even like visit her until near the end. And he was like, oh, man, this isn't bad at all. I should have should have stayed. And he and and when he would go over, he wouldn't even stay overnight. He was like, ah, you know, I got to get up early for work or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, Zach, you're a douche. But it was the same thing. Well, I mean. Mindy got it worse. But 
yeah, Mindy had the strength to call it quits, and she said, I'm out. And good for her on that. And I think she got a new man. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't, I don't, haven't kept up with her, but I, I believe she's good. So, yeah. Um, so, Woody says that they figured out, Woody said that they figured out their issues and didn't want to be with each other. And Woody was like, fix your own damn problems, Christina. He didn't say this out loud. He said it at the confessional, which is exactly right. I don't know why Christina is all up in everybody's business. Like, yo, you have a situation amongst yourself with Henry. Why don't you fix that instead of trying to look at other people's issues? So... Bennett just blurts out that him and Olivia have had sex. So, and everybody starts laughing. And But the funny thing is, I didn't even realize that other than Woody and Imani, they're the only ones that have had sex. Brandon and Olivia did not have sex. Karen and Miles still have not had sex. And Henry and Christina have not had sex. So that's three couples that have not had sex. Now, I haven't kept score, but I think that might be the most couples that have never had sex on Married at First Sight ever. And that's it that's insane to me. <laughs> you know, it's just wow. Man. Oof. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's cuz I see right here. Uh the couples have at this point in time, the couples have been each other, have been with each other for 4 months and still no sex. 4 months. Okay? Some couples, like, who obviously just start out, have already had sex before three months. And you mean to tell me that these married couples have not? You're letting uh, boyfriend and girlfriends who just started out have more sex than y'all? And you guys are married. And you haven't had sex. That's insane. That's insane. (laughs) <laughs> no way anyway miles uh gets deep and he talks about being black and the killings that are going on and karen all of a sudden is now swooning over him looking at him all romantically and she's like oh i didn't even know that miles had this this side about him and she's all like proud of him and and, and that's fine that that's good but again again it's Again, I uh, I don't like that she's looking at him just because he's talking about black shit. For real, that's annoying. The, um, he's he's more than his color, you know. And I don't know, man. It, it's it's it, he he was great before, and th- this this side of him just adds to the greatness that he is. But you're not even appreciating the other stuff. You're only appreciating the stuff that you've been waiting for this whole time. You know, you're you're like, oh, man, I want a masculine man. I want this. I want to see the other side. I want to see the undertone. I want to see the anger. You, You want that side. And now it's coming out because Miles is getting angry. Not necessarily at you, but he's getting angry at the fact of, at the state of the world. Because, yes, he he is affected because he is a black man and that is what's getting that's what's making your your juices wet that's what that's what making that is what making your panties wet is him in that state of mind that mode and that's bad that's heartbreaking actually that he has to be in a state of anguish and that is the thing that gets you going, you know? That's the thing that is like, ooh, there he is. There's my man. There's my masculine man who's always in anguish, who always has to look bes- look behind him when he ha- when he's at a traffic light and the cops are behind him. Ooh. I love it when he's in st- when he's in a state of duress. Ew, look at him. He's all happy and playing video games and trying to love me and caress me. Ugh, get away. Ooh, but when he's talking about cops and killings and 
uh, almost thinking that he died today. Ooh, child. Mm, that's when I want him. You know, take me, Miles. Take me. It's like, come on, man. This is this is how it is. This is how it is. Ugh, God. Anyway. Uh, 12 days before decision day. Karen and Miles. So they're playing ladder golf and Karen is kicking his ass. And she's like, oh, it's fun to put Miles in his place. Hey, girl power. Tee hee. And uh, Miles complains that Karen hasn't kissed or hugged him uh, in like three or four months unsolicited. I guess, you know, uh, without, I guess, any, not backlash, but hesitation, I guess. Hesitation and definitely not initiating, you know, and like that's that's her. So I, I remember them going to um, Miles and Miles and Woody. They went to uh, the not a pet, uh, gazebo. There you go. They went to a gazebo and they're talking. And he's like, "Yeah, man, we haven't had sex yet." Uh, uh, Miles is saying that, and Woody's like, "What? You haven't do that?" Because you know, fuck, Woody been banging since the honeymoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. He he's like, what? You haven't done that? Like, man, I've been in my chick. So, and again, it yeah, it's, it's not good to compare, uh, compare contrast. But at the same time, you even even Amani was very hesitant. But he was like, but she was like, no, I'm gonna see how this is. He, Woody didn't force her. You know, Woody didn't force her. He did what he had to do, and was kind and all that stuff. And you know, boom, he got into he got into the pants. You know, but it's freaking. Uh, Karen, that's cock blocking yourself and and is mentally um, uh, stifling herself. And he and Miles is like, look, I don't even you know decision day is near, so I don't even know if I could be with this chick in that realm if I haven't tried it out yet. How am I? How because see, and that's what a lot of chicks don't know. A lot of chicks just think that oh. You just want pussy in and that's it. I mean, okay, yeah, we do want that. But at the same time, there is another side of you after that, during and after that, that we need to experience if we're going to lock it down. If you want us to lock it down forever, what you don't think I it um it unlocks a certain side of you that we need to see. And then we're gonna be like, Oh, okay. Yes. I could I could be with her now. Cause I've seen that other side, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, this is a really bad analogy, but it's like, okay, let's say you go out with somebody let's from a girl's perspective, girl's perspective. Let's say you're going out with a guy, right? But you never see his house or you never see where he lives, but you go out with him for like two years and you've never seen his house. Don't you think, you need to see that, <laughs> you know, like, aren't you going to wonder how come he's never brought me to his house? How come we always have sex at my house? Or like, how come we always chill at my house? But n- not once has he said, Hey, let's come to my house. Or he said, Oh, Hey, my house is down the street. I need to get something from there. Let's, let's do a little detour. And then we can go to the beach or whatever. That's never happened. Are, are you supposed to be good with that? Isn't that going to be in the back of your head? Like, what is he hiding there? What's going on there? Does he even have a house? I don't know. Does he have is he, does he have a wife that lives in this house? What's going on? You know, so there you go. All right, so now you're going to marry this dude? Let's say if he proposes now. Are you going to say yes? It's like, fam, I've never seen your house. <laughs> no, I'm not marrying you. So how are you going to hold that against him? You know? So, yeah, with Miles, he's like, yo, I've, I have yet to sleep with this chick. Or see how her intimacy level is. So how am I supposed to dedicate my life to this chick if she is cutting off a percentage of herself? He doesn't know. And neither does Woody. He's he's scratching his head because he's like, yo, that could not have been me. Because Woody would, if Woody was in that position and he still hasn't had sex with Imani, he's saying no. The decision day. And you know what? Can't fault him. It's been four months. <laughs> you know? It's been four months. And grant, And look. Look at what's going on. The people who have not had sex are the ones 
that are having the troubles. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're going to tell me there's not a correlation? Henry and Christina haven't had sex. Their relationship's horrible. Olivia, Olivia and Bennett, boom. They're over. They're done. Who, who's the last people? Um, uh, and Karen and Miles. You see? It's like, look at that. That's insane. I mean, come on. If there's not a correlation, come on. Stop it. So Bennett and, and Amelia. Uh, <laughs> so each each of the couples had a, even though they were on the resort, they still had assigned things for them to do uh, via the experts or the production group. So everybody had to write to their younger, uh, the youngest self at 20, I believe. So the first one was Bennett and Amelia. They were instructed to write letters to their younger selves. So Amelia writes about, um, she, I mean, she was just talking about a smattering of things about uh, you're going to do well with hair dye when you get older, and also you're going to re- really meet, you're going to meet this guy, Bennett, and things are going to be great for you. But Bennett went, he he went with it. He was like, uh, listen, don't tell if your friend comes to borrow your Charizard card, no, to tell him no. I'm gonna keep it because that card cost twenty grand now, and I could have had twenty grand in my pocket. <laughs> and Amelia gets mad because well, not mad. She gets upset because and disappointed because she thinks she thought that Bennett was going to uh, talk about her. And he was like, Nah, fam. He was like, Yo, I could have had twenty grand right now in the bank, and I feel him, man. <laughs> Yo, Pokemon cards are a lot of money, so. Uh, Henry is so Henry and Christina. They're next. Uh, Christina writes to her younger self, and she said that she's been through a lot of shit, and she starts crying, and uh, it seems like she hasn't got she hasn't gotten over her trauma, like she wanted Henry to remember all those uh, episodes ago. She was saying, "Ugh, uh, you know, Henry was." still reeling over the fact that he used to be overweight and he almost died and uh christina's was saying hey you know get over it uh it's like she well first she was like i can help you with that but then she was like get over it you know and and i thought that was a horrible thing to say because it's a trauma you don't just get over your trauma and clearly look at her 20 years later, or however old she is, she's still reeling over the fact of all the other stuff have been treating, being treated poorly by past lovers and exes. And she starts crying over a letter that she, that she made up. She didn't have to include all that, but she included the things that would make her cry. And you're telling somebody else to get over it while you can't get over it yourself. Your own, your own shit. Anyway, so uh, Amani and Woody. Um, I don't know if they. I don't know if they did anything with their letters. I don't think we got any footage of that. But Woody has learned how everyone acts, and they have done the hard work to get where they're at. Like Woody's, uh, Woody's uh, temperament, he he works on, and they talk about whooping kids, and they talk about like the abortion, and the changing hair talk. That was a, uh, I forget what episode that was, but that was really far and back where Woody was in a relationship, and I, apparently he got a girl pregnant, and she went and got an abortion without his not I, not his permission, but even without his consultation or without his knowledge. And yes, yes, I know, I know. My body, my choice. I know, I know, I know. But my thing is growing in your body. So I would at least like to know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I should have the final say, but I should at least know what's going on. Uh, since, you know, how about if I wanted a child and now you killed it? So 
without even letting me know. So, um, so they talked about a lot of that stuff and they, and they have gotten through all those hurdles and, uh, I think, yeah, I think they do a questionnaire because I'm looking at my notes and, uh, oh no, maybe, uh, no, I think Woody just was being very, uh, was being adamant and I guess he was just saying what what would it take to say no on decision day and I think and Woody said uh, change your character and then Amani says going back to 50% in it as opposed to 100% of them being in it for now uh, he would have to fall off without warning yeah, and uh, Woody says that, yeah, he would have fell off without no warning if Amani went back to 50%, and sh- and Amani is shook by that realization, but at the same time, um, Amani gave those finality speeches all the time, like, oh, I'll do my hair anytime I want, or if I want to leave this relationship, you can't make, you can't make me stay, I'll leave, it's like, all right, man, like, take it easy, you know, it doesn't, doesn't need to be all that, calm down. Um. Oh, let's see. And that's the last. Oh, is that the last thing? I think it is. I mean, they they play this thing. They play this made up game called Stranger Spouse. It's it's pretty much a trivia game. How how well do you? It's like the newlywed game. How how well do you know your uh your newlywed your significant other? And Miles and Karen win surprisingly, actually, because they knew a lot about each other. And yeah, my, and again, Miles tries to like touch Karen at any juncture. Like when they start laughing, he he'll put his hand on her knee. If they're getting gold, he'll he'll uh put his hand on her shoulder. Any any way to get a uh. A reaction and it never happens no no reaction whatsoever karen's garbage sorry <laughs> uh i know that's i know that's bad to say but she is anyway that's the end of the um that's the end of the uh episode i mean it was pretty good i mean we're, we're near we're nearing the end i believe i have three more episodes i have two more two Two more after one. I think it's one more regular episode. And then after that is the finale slash decision day. Then after that is the um, is the uh, reunion. And also, um, as as of this recording, the new season, season twelve, already started. It sucks. I mean, it's great because I get to continue on with this podcast and also a brand new. You know, brand new couples, I get to dissect them and all that good stuff, so that's great, but bad because, one, I'm backed up already because I think I'm three episodes back, so it, ugh, I'm never going to I'm never gonna catch up. But also, I really wanted to have some original episodes in between the seasons, but it was my fault. I, I couldn't get things in order. Again, it's a new podcast starting up. Uh, it's, it's, it, I'm all by myself. It's a one-man army. I'm doing the best that I can, but thank you, everybody who's been listening. I'm getting more and more followers each and every day, and that's great. And other people are listening. I got one listener who who downloaded from the UK, so that's awesome. I still have that Ireland person. Thank you, whoever you were that downloaded. You're awesome. And I yeah, I have. I think I have like 50 downloads, and that's great for me. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not big on numbers. I just I but I do like it to rise and see who likes what you know it, it it's really good but again i'm going to try and get more original episodes um on here she said it's it, i'm just busy i'm just just busy with life busy with that book that i'm trying to do and also i mean a little spoiler alert i'm busy um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be possibly moving in the next couple of weeks so that's going to be interesting as well. So, I mean, I'll definitely let you know about that when I either move and because there's a whole, not even there's a whole story. There's there's an actual whole episode that I'm trying to do because of that move. So, yeah, so that, that that's going to be interesting. So uh, let's see what's going on here. What what 
I'm going to end this episode. Yes. This is card number seven. This is card number seven from uh, from the... Oh, sorry. Yes, this is card number seven from the Skin Deep's The And card game. Self-edition. All right. Again, every episode ends off with this. Uh, again, shout out to the Skin Deep. Great company. Not sponsored. Also great... Uh, documentary personable documentary series that they have it's called the and please definitely look that up uh i think it's the and t-h-e-a-n-d dot u-s dot com i believe that's what that is and you'll see a whole bunch of people answering questions like these and getting their uh mental uh rocks off <laughs> it, it, it's really intense questions and really cool just getting to know yourself. So, all right. Card number seven. And it says, what am I secretly not telling myself? Whoa. That's freaking deep. What? <laughs> what am I not? What am I? Wait. What am I secretly not telling myself? What am I secretly not telling myself? Hmm. What am I secretly not telling myself? <laughs> the funny thing is I'm legit scared. <laughs> I'm legit scared of what my answer is and what I'll find. What am I secretly not telling myself? I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I'm I'm scared of this. I'm scared, yeah. I'm scared of this new venture. That's what's what's gonna happen. I mean, in 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 what are we in January? In in June. In June, I'm going to be in a completely different place, like mentally, physically, environmentally. Um, I'm gonna be in a different place, and it's gonna be interesting to look back at the beginning of this year and be amazed at how far or how how maybe not even how far but just where i am like physically i will be in a different place hopefully that my book is done completed and it just needs to be printed i don't even know in june i'll i'll probably be in june the second season of um, I mean, not the second season, the twelfth season of Married at First Sight might be done, you know, and then I'll have ample time to do original episodes. I'm th things are just gonna be so interesting in June, and I'm scared of that because I'm scared of change, and I'm scared of growing. It's almost I I know people have a failure of a a fear of failure, which I have too, but I believe. I have a fill a a a fear of success and change for the positive because I guess I've always been just an Eeyore type of person. My sister has always called me Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh because I'm just like, okay, Pooh, all right, I guess I'll do that. You know, <laughs> just very droll. Like that's how I am because that's how I've always perceived life. Even though I'm a happy person, genuinely, but I'm always, um, there, uh, what's the song? Oh, there's a group called Stained, S-T-I-N-D, and there's a song called Epiphany, and it's beautiful. I love playing that song, because it, it just reminds me of, like, my soul, if that makes any sense. It's a very sad song, but a very, like, a, like, a, like a sad mark kind of marching song i don't know but the uh the chorus goes because it's always raining inside my head and that's how i feel most of the time even though i'm happy because when i'm when i'm not happy and i and i'm just to myself like that's when the like the like the thunderstorm happens and i'm just sullen you know and 
uh, to, to, to try to break free from that, uh, cycle is scary to me. Cause it's like, wait, you mean to tell me that I can be happy? No, stop that. You're lying. You know that like, that's, that's how it feels. And, uh, and I don't believe it, <laughs> you know, it's like, you mean to tell me that I am going to be happy, like, things are going to go my way, bullshit, <laughs> you know, so to hear that in June or so, I will, I will, my, my life will essentially be on, on, on its head for the positive is astounding, I don't believe it, and I don't know, that notion just feels weird to me, and yeah, and I think that's what I am secretly not telling myself, that I am scared of shit, <laughs> you know, and I need to prepare for it, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, but yeah, that, that that's it, <laughs> that's how I feel, oh man, but anyway, that's the end of the show, thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast, you can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can either call 845 393 1863 and leave a voicemail or email me at t-i-n-q-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and i'll read your suggestions on the next show so after today's episode i'm not saying i have the dating world figured out but i am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it thank you for listening my name is martini jean and i am the inquisitive nobody